Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 116 of the Greenlight Podcast, POC, E-Frage. And on this episode, we are joined by David Motes, Director of Recruiting, newly minted Director of Recruiting at Boise State Men's Basketball. David, welcome to the pod, my man. What's good? How are you guys? Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is great. I'm a longtime listener. I, I went <laughs> back and actually remember episode four. Matt Wise episode. I four. knew that was good. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And episode, I think it was like seven or eight, Billy O'Mara. Billy and then from then then on, it's been uh top of my podcast. Uh listen. So this is this is awesome. Well, we probably should have gotten you on about 40 episodes ago. So that's on us. Secondly, Billy is a very on and off listener. So we'll see if he texts me about this episode, but yeah. he did not bring the heat. You know what I mean? Matt Wise he, Matt Wise set a bar though. Matt, Matt Wise, Wise did set a bar. Set a bar. He did. Yeah, he but, was throwing out stats. He was doing his whole thing. He was he was very, very good. We should probably have him on again. But we should. Billy, you know, I think he was trying to play it a little close to the chest. He was like, <laughs> Mr. Corporate, you know, I was like, this isn't why we bring people on. You know what I mean? We want to we we want to we want to spark some uh, some news here or have any some sort of controversy. You know what I mean? But we'll see what happens tonight. Um Let's let's go back about I don't know maybe eight years. Uh, you were at Florida, and I just want to talk about that run, um, and specifically start with the fact that you guys didn't lose for about three months. Is that correct? About three months, yeah. Uh, so lost three three games all year. Three games all year. You don't lose for three months. I don't. I mean, look, I didn't do nearly enough research to be able to say this statement, but there's got to be 10 to 20 programs that have ever done that, not lost for three months, like ever in the history. Like, forget, I'm not talking about like UCLA in like the 70s. I'm talking like modern day basketball. I mean, that's insane. Like some people, I, it's insane to fathom three months of not losing. For sure. It was, it was crazy for us. I mean, we're sitting there favored double digits in sec play and and if we were single digits it it's like what are we doing <laughs> like come on why but, are you disrespecting yeah, you, us yeah you go into those those games and you just feel like you're better than everyone and we're going to win every game that's a weird feeling i that'll never happen again in my career and probably you know anyone's career with how crazy and uh college basketball is you know up so, and down <sighs> Okay, so let's let's. You were there two years. Yep. Elite eight and final four. Elite eight, final four. Elite eight, final four. Talk to us about Billy D. Like he's. We talk about it all the time. We always go back and forth whether college guys should jump to the NBA. He has he has probably been a top five most success story. Like you know, a lot of these guys they flame out. They're there for one contract. They come back to college. Like, so 
what made Billy D special? Like what was his, if you could boil it down, I know he's an unbelievable coach, so it's kind of impossible, but like his right. top strength, his top three, whatever it was like, how did he get you guys to not lose in three months? Like, how does that happen? Yeah, I think he was so good with, you know, people. He's so good at reading people. And, and he had five seniors that final four year that he was able to, hey, you need to sit this day out or or you need to do this. or And he had the ear of that team so well and had such a good staff. You think about that staff that was on with Coach Donovan. It, it, it was absurd. All of them, you know, Mark was it shy it? No, Mark Dagnall, who is the yes. head, he's the head coach at the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. Yep. John Pelfrey, Tennessee Tech, Rashawn Burno, Northern Illinois, uh, Matt McCall, UMass, like three D1 head coaches. The oh, yeah. Dobo is now um, uh, Darren Hurts. He's now assistant yeah. at Dayton. Yep. It, it, the staff was absurd. Then, you know, me, Billy, and Matt running around with our heads cut off doing stuff. But but he he was such a good manager of people and yeah. had a good ear with, you know, that, that crew. That's that's his biggest strength, I think, is is being able to manage people. So when he jumps to the NBA, that's what it is. It's managing people, reading people, reading, you know, hey, you're making 18 mil, but I need you to do this right now, this little task and getting that done. I think that's his number one strength, and he is a, you know, master at that. When did you guys – I'm curious with that season, obviously it's something you kind of mentioned earlier – you talk about all right, you're double digit favorites. You realize how like the world is recognizing, all right, this team is is on a different level. Is there a point going into the season? There's a point during the season where it really sets in that, hey, this is a team that could be special, or going into the year, was it just, hey, we knew this? Or what what was kind of the sense of that around the team? No, I think I think everyone expected us to be good coming off that you know, elite eight, but we lost, you know, Eric Murphy, who is a draft pick to the bulls. We lost Kenny Boynton, who is one of the all-time leading scorers at Florida. So, so you lose pieces and then you come in, we actually scrimmaged Georgia tech in Georgia uh, to start this season. It's not on the uh, thing. And, and I think it was a really close game. And like our guys were like, Oh, you know, we're not very good. And it kind of woke them up. And then we went to UConn you know, got beat at UConn. We went to Wisconsin, got beat at Wisconsin. So on the road, and then it just kind of sharpened, sharpened. And then we were able to stay healthy. That was a big key, you know, that, that stretch. And, um, I mean, I got, so I, I got this, I got this schedule pulled up. So you, yeah. you, you beat North Florida, Florida Southern, you lose to Wisconsin, like you said, by six, but, but North Florida, I think there, that was a kind of a close game. It was it 77, yeah. 69. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so early, then, early on, you're not, you know, you're like, okay, let's find a way to win. Let's find a way to win. And it wasn't, uh, you know, going into it just like heavy hitter, heavy hitter. No. Yeah. Even the Florida State game is a one point win and the Kansas obviously was close. The one thing I would love to pull up the stats from this, and I'd be very, very shocked and surprised if there's another team that, A, well, A, it's, it's already improbable that you finish with a 36 and three record, but to only lose to two teams in the entire season and both of those teams being final four teams with the one team you lost to twice winning the national championship that it in, I don't want it to sound bad, but it's almost like 
I feel even worse that this Florida team is like almost like not lost in history by any means, but the magnitude of what you guys did as a season. I don't know if it's revered as much just because um, it didn't end the way you wanted. But when you look at it top to bottom, there's not much of a better body of work by any team outside of maybe you could say the the undefeated Kentucky team that lost to Wisconsin yeah, in the final four. Yep. Yep. Like, but those two, I think hand in hand, in terms of full season of body of work and playing in the SEC and beating teams like beating Kansas, beating like ranked, beating Kentucky on the road, Missouri, Tennessee, like it's it stands up there in recent memory as as good of a season as 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 anyone yeah that final four on the opposite side of us was that kentucky team yeah and and we would have had to beat them a fourth time um you know you get past uconn in that final four you play kentucky for the fourth time right there that would have been uh that would have been wild that would have been wild we did we did a i wouldn't say a deep dive but we 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 dove in a couple years ago of the thought process behind everyone always says it's really hard to beat a team three times it's really hard to beat a team twice so we we some guy somebody did a better job than we were just reading the study but somebody (laughs) put together the study of like it actually isn't like it actually teams beat that team the second or third time like more often than not um but it's something that like was drilled into i don't know the the college bat or just basketball in general like oh man hard to beat them twice it's like why what you yeah. already beat them. You know how to beat them. I don't really yeah. understand how we like allow that to be a thing, but I know what you're saying. I mean, four times, Jesus. I mean, and, and for coach talk, like we tell yeah. him, like, Hey, it's tough to beat them three times. Yes. We got to be that much sharper the third time. Oh, fourth time. We can't do it. Like, yeah. but, uh, like let's prove ourselves. Like to- coach talk, you can spin it. You know, I think that's want. where it anyway, came from. It had to come sure. from coaches. It had to. Yeah. 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 So now I, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, Paul, but the being at Boise, I was shifting you going from Gainesville, Florida to Boise, Idaho. I want to start out kind of asking, are there misconceptions at, around Boise State, whether it's the, the school itself, the basketball program itself? Obviously, I know football is already, we know in the early 2000s, it just blown up to, to be such a household name. What are kind of the misconceptions or the things you've learned just in this this initial time starting at, at Boise, um, going from Florida there? Yeah, so I, I didn't know much about uh, Boise State in general or Boise in general. You know, I grew up uh, in Wyoming. And so I knew, you know, of Boise, they, they kind of came into the Mountain West. So I followed them, um, but never had been to Boise or, or even, you know, Boise State. So when I came here, you know, the misconception across the world, you know, east coast it's potatoes it's it's farmland all over boise is awesome boise is a booming city it's the number one one growing city in america the last three years and it is it is growing and growing a ton of influence from cali oregon washington so so a bunch of people moving in um football you know blew this campus up and it's it's growing and growing and then um, on the tail end of that, Coach Rice, he's he's been here 13 years. Yeah. Nine of the last 10 years, he's won 18 games or more. Um, you know, won the Mountain West last year, won the uh, regular season and the tournament. That's the third time ever in Mountain West history that that's happened. Wow. And Man. so, and so, you know, the basketball portion it started with football and and getting students here and and getting the brand out. But his consistency here in 13 years has been absurd. He took it from the whack 
you know, his first year and then transitioned into the Mount West. And that was when Utah, BYU, TCU was were still in the Mount West. So he's went through some transition periods. And so it's been uh, for him to sustain this level and be in the top three. I think it's like some crazy stat. Top three of the Mount West last six years, five of six years, you know, yep. finishing the top three. So it just sustained sustained success there. And it's been impressive. But Boise nine twenty nine twenty one season. I'm looking right now. Nine yeah. nine of those season. Boise with twenty wins. Like obviously last year going twenty seven and eight. And and even in, of those, the only three that weren't. I mean, one was his second year, and and then one I was in uh, in twenty twenty there that was still nineteen and nine um in the in the 2021 season and so that is the that's an absolute model of consistency for sure and and living in boise you know if if anyone comes visits you know they'll they'll see why it's clean there's no crime it's it's a newer city it is it's awesome it's awesome and and then you get outside there's wine there's potatoes there's cool stuff happening so it's a cool mixer mixture of like city and and country land I'll add this one little very random personal note. So my wife at Ohio was on the dance team. So every year she went with the, the football team to all their bowl games. Yeah. Freshman year, freshman year was um, New Orleans, um, New Orleans Bowl. Junior year was um, Shreveport, Louisiana, which everyone's beating Shreveport, Louisiana at that. But then senior year was uh, Boca Raton, Florida. Her favorite bowl of all four, all the places, not even close, hands down, Sophomore year, famous Idaho potato bowl in Boise, Idaho. They went out there for the entire week with the team. They did all sorts of stuff. And like hands down, just better than their time in New Orleans, better than Boca Raton. It's Boise, Idaho. So. Really? It's, and it's, probably it's probably like, it's, she loved it. It was a mid, obviously middle of December, January. But yeah. No, it's cold. Just then. had yeah. such, such a good time. It was such a surprising place that, um, that, that she it was unexpected, but absolutely loved it. Well, let's get you both out here. Let's yeah, go. Let's get. I know we got to get green light on the road. We got to get to a game. Ian, Ian's sure. got to get surgery uh, in two days, and then we'll get out there. Yeah, um, we're we'll on the mem. You, you listen, man. You mentioned the consistency. I listened to you on an episode. It was like the Bronco Sports Network, something a couple months ago. Um, and you had the guy was asking, like, you guys didn't have full ops paid position or you didn't have a tell how did you guys manage this success not even having a full-fledged like operate i mean you look at florida now you look at duke there's more suits on the bench well polos now there's more polos on the bench (laughs) than there are guys like so how did you what what changed like now you're in this new title which we're going to get to but like how has that changed since you've even been there in the last couple years it's insane so when, when i got here i came from weber state came up here and our full-time video guy was our head manager. So there's option and our head manager. So, so when he was in class, we didn't have, we didn't have video <laughs> when, when he had homework or a class, we didn't have video. So, so coach would be, hit me. So for a mountain West team to try to compete at that, that, and, and you look at our budget and where it started when I came here six years ago and even Leon's 13 years, and how it's you know it's grown and grown and grown. It's it's because of his consistency. You know, each year, okay, we need to add this little piece. We need to add some more training table. We need to add a couple of charters. We need to, you know, and it's all been player driven. We got to get our players fed. We got to get them taken care of. And then you know, slowly but surely, 
we got a full-time video job. We got an assistant to the head coach last year. Okay, now we're rolling. Now, you know, with with winning championships, you know, you get a little more flux. You get, get some stuff going. And so um, coach, you know, was gracious enough to, you know, move me in this new role, get some ops stuff off my plate. We hired a stud ops guy now who's just taking over that and being able to, you know, let me fly in a different, you know, capacity. And it's been great. But that that stems from him being here for so long and being able to build it and the trust he's had with, you know, this administration. It's been awesome. I love it. Um, let's let's talk about your new role. So you were, um, you know, ops guy. Now you're a director of recruiting. Um, so first off, tell us what that all entails, because that could mean a couple of different things based on where you're at. And then one thing I thought that was really interesting, and if you've been in the business, it makes sense, but I heard it on the episode that you were on, you mentioned the aspect of recruiting your own players, right? Like, I don't think people fully realize that like delivering on your promise that you made in the recruiting pitch is like more than half the battle, more than ever now with the transfer portal, right? Like the grass has never looked greener. So tell us how that all works, how you go about that. Yeah, so I didn't know what this you know title would I'd even do. I knew, you know, we wanted to create this space and and for me to run with it. So so director of recruiting is one with the new rules I can call anyone. I can call kids, I can call coaches, I can call AU. So that's wow. opened up, you know, back when 10 years ago an ops guy could not call, could not use a cell phone to hit yep. certain that. So no, it it's it's opened up um so it's full on, you know, kids where I'm constantly texting. It's it's mail outs, it's texts, it's anything. So assistant, they just watched a kid this last weekend. Hey, I really like this kid. So then it's my job to take over. Boom, 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 boom. Constantly stay in communication. Here's our events. Here's what's going on. So that's number one with with that. And then and then two is on campus. So bringing in on campus guys, you know, our big football weekends, we like to bring in bringing kids and making that experience great. So our ops guy takes care of our day-to-day, our players, because they're still here. They're still lifting. They're still practice. He takes care of that. But I'm fully in charge of making their experience here at Boise awesome. So we, we've been doing some really, really cool stuff, out-of-the-box stuff. And I have full creative reign, so I'm just throwing stuff at a wall and just trying, trying, trying. And, and that's my job, you know, to, to see what works, see what doesn't, and just – you know, go at it. So, so you're, you're the guys, you're everybody's favorite coach for sure. That's right. The, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're you're delivering. Yeah. It's interesting because yeah. we talked um, on, on the last episode with coach Kremens just about, uh, and before, and you kind of mentioned it when you're not an assistant, not being able to have on court, not being able to recruit. And now um talking about when guys are out, guys can work, people, the rest of the staff can work them out or with you being able to recruit, one of the hurdles I feel of a lot of guys growing in their career is if you're not you're like, oh, well, we don't feel comfortable with this person moving into assistant spot because they haven't had the experience recruiting. And you're not going to get that experience, though, unless you're in that spot. And so I, it's awesome to see that, A, that some of these rules and regulations are changing that allow that to really, I think, hopefully benefit and impact people's careers. But B, that you can use people and use their strengths to really fulfill a program and, and, and grow it in a different way than it really hasn't been done traditionally before. No, for sure. And it, it goes back to the student athlete, like the, they're on the court. They need someone to be there to rebound, 
to just work on some stuff, why not let your, your guys grow in that space and be with the student athlete? It's so much better that we do it instead of, you know, them doing it on their own or them going to the rec center and just balling out. Like, let us get some shots with them. Let us open the rules enough so that a student athlete will be, you know, can get the work and can get love from us in a gym. It's not going to – teams aren't going to hire 40 guys just to work yeah. – like so many hands in a pot, they're going to be messed up anywhere. They're going to be teaching them different stuff. They're going to be yeah. doing – like teams who figure that role out are going to be – are going to be great. Um, and then – so that that goes back to, you know, recruiting our own guys. So spending time with them, t- you know – getting food with them, um, just getting to know, like having a dedicated time and space to them, you know, who, who's their girlfriends now, you know, what classes are they, what kind of music are they li- listening to? Yes, that should be a part of your role, but coaches anymore have so much stuff that they're yeah. doing that's not nonsense. They're just yep. doing stuff to do stuff. And so that's, I'm just, I'm just a homie with the guys. Like <laughs> I'm just one of them and making sure, Hey, there's a concern. So, you know, He's like, man, this is messed up. I'm not getting this. Well, let's figure it out. Let's fix it. Let's make you happy in that moment. Instead of in April, he's like, oh, I had this complaint all year. Boom, boom, boom. No, there's no com- like we fixed everything. Your your life is good right now. So it's it's a matter of basketball. At the end yeah. of the day, if you can't play here, you know maybe you transfer. If if something else happens, but it's not because of a circumstance that happened here at Boise. So we're going to take care of that. Totally. And, and obviously, I mean, we've already talked, it's, it's, it's led to so much success at Boise. And I think no more than last year, I mean, you guys finished 27 and eight. Um, ha- you, you bring back um, most of the roster. I think and you lose two of your top scores. Um, you obviously go to the NCAA tournament. What are the expectations going into this year um, to build off of, of, of last season? Yeah. So, so, we want to, you know, we want to take over the Mountain West. We want to be in, you know, in top three again in the Mountain West. And if you're in the top three in the Mountain West anymore, you, you have a chance at going to the NCAA tournament. We will get another three teams in. We'll get another four teams in this year. Our conference is deep. Um, and and the guys we brought in, it's it's crazy. So we brought in Shibuzo Agbo. He has 1.1 rebound at Texas Tech. Two years. Boom, boom. And so you look at him on paper, you're like, you know, okay, you know, what? He's a stud. He's a top 100 kid who can flat out shoot it, chiseled, athletic, 6'7", long freak. Like, automatically coming to our level, a three-bid league, he's going to be 13, 14 points, seven rebounds, all Mountain West caliber guy, just because the fit's better, just because he's going to have an opportunity to play. That's it. That's it. And so we brought in some dudes like that who we're really, really excited for that a lot of people probably on paper are like, but but we've created a fit and opportunity here that I think is going to be, you know, special. So expectations, like there's there's a bar set here 13 years. There's a bar set here. We ain't we ain't losing. And like we gotta hit that bar 20 wins, top three Mountain West. You're you're getting the NCAA look. And and that's what we expect every year. I'm curious to hear too, and I, I touched on it a little bit earlier. Just your thoughts in going. I don't even know if you can call the Mountain West underrated at this point, just because. But you look at it, top them. There's so many programs that have had success, like in the last 10, 15 years. I mean, 
obviously last year you guys won the league. You had Colorado State, right? That was ranked at the end of the year. Yeah. San Diego State has just been consistent as can be. Um, Wyoming has been awesome. UNLV, Utah State, like not like you've got the third bottom teams, New Mexico, where you're talking about a, the environment going to the pit there. And like, you know, obviously a ton of success historically, how competitive is that league? And, and I guess a side point off that, what, what is probably in your opinion, one of the more, the, the tougher environments to go into in the, in that conference? Yeah. So New Mexico's having down years. When you walk into it, it's 15,000 and a pit and you can't hear yourself talk. There's, and those fans are nuts. Like, let's let's be frank. They they live in New Mexico, <laughs> not, you know, it, they're nuts. So you go to places like that and they're having a down year. You ain't just walking out with, you know, a double-digit win. You go to Wyoming, hard to get to, cold, freezing. They got fans going crazy. They got, you know, Coach Linder has that thing rocking right now. They're going to be, you know, top three of the Mountain West. Utah State every year. I, I would argue the Mountain West – um is is toughest atmosphere in the west coast in turn yeah. way over the pac 12 way over the west coast conference in terms of venues you go to and arenas you go to and have to play in like poly pavilion you go to you know ucla and, and it's cool you don't have the student fans on top of you like the mountain West, and it is it's ten thousand plus in every arena go, getting after it and sometimes, you know, the level will flux, but you will have, you know, six teams that are going to be NIT NCAA teams vying for those top six every year. So it's it's wild. Here's here's what we need, man. OK, we've been complaining about this for as long as I've been watching basketball. <laughs> I can't stay up. All right. I, I'm, you guys got to play at four o'clock. All right. I'm I don't, with you. I, you you need to change everything so that I can watch. All right. That's, that's a reasonable, you know, ask, I think. Um, it's brutal though. Like we, like Ian and I will go through a whole, are going to do it obviously again this year. We'll go through a whole season. They'll, it'll be December before we talk about a West coast team, because we'll text each other in the morning and be like, bro, how, you know, how long did you, did you watch? And I'm like, I fell asleep five minutes in. It's like, I, I have no idea if this team's good or not. I'm like, sure. Well, we can't talk about them. Like, it's like, it's brutal. Uh, and obviously like, you know, we're not doing this full time. Like that's, you know, people get paid to do this, but like, oh man, I think it's, it's, if, the, if conferences on the West coast or, you know, almost to the West coast, like you guys are, um, could figure out like how to just play more games on the East coast or not that you need more exposure, but it's like, right. for like diehards like us, it's like, all right, I'm going to watch every big 10 game. I'm going to watch every ACC, every single big East, every single sec, like those four conferences on lock. I'm going to watch all yep. of them. the West. I'm going to struggle with all the other ones. Yeah. And, and being West, I love it. Cause I watch all all the East Coast time. Oh no, yeah, you know, you're in like, you're boom, in the boom, best boom. spot. And then yes. it's hit seven. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting back. I'm watching everything. And then <laughs> I'll hit like a a Cali school. Like I'll catch a UCLA game that starts eight p.m. our time, nine p.m. But you, yeah, you you're not up at eleven it's watching tough. UCLA Washington. Like you're just not doing it. Yeah. My so, last no, I, question. I agree. My last question on the Mountain West and just in general, how and we I think we hear a lot definitely in football is a. How tough is it playing at elevation compared to the other schools? Mm. And how much does that factor in when you are playing in certain schools? Like I have heard that, I mean, I know Air Force and you guys like I, not every school I'm sorry, in the conference is playing at crazy elevation, I'm sure. But 
I, I know there's some significant ones in there. Yeah, it varies like crazy. We're we're at uh, about three thousand, um, and you go down to San Diego State, you know their sea level. Oh, so like, yeah. so them going to Laramie at seventy two hundred, you know, feet, they're huffing and puffing, and it's wild. So so yeah, uh, I laughed because you guys had touched on this twenty seventeen with with Matt Wise and touched on it, and people walking into Laramie and yeah. having them, you know they're walking in and they're like, what did we get into? You know? And so, yeah, we do, we do crazy. We do beet juice, you know, to get, get your blood right. When you're up at, so yeah, we take shots right before the game. All of our guys take shots. It helps thin the blood, helps work some stuff. We, we call quick timeouts. And so once your timeout, your second win supposedly is you can start getting to it. Like teams try to get through, get through, get through. So after our second win, at least that's what we tell our guys, you know, you, Hey, you get to that second win and, and it doesn't matter anymore. And so our guys are like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. So <laughs> it, it, it varies, but, it, and we've been deep, deep enough where we quick sub, get people out, you know, we'll play 10, those games and but it's an advantage for sure yeah you go go to a place like laramie air force even new mexico is really high and and walk into places like that that's a factor so it's 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 just another weird deal to to use but no you get all the tricks of the trade when you walk into those places start taking random shots of vegetables you're you know you're in a weird spot (laughs) be all right man get all the beet juice out yeah Um, yeah so we asked every, you know, all the coaches that come on NIL is like, you know, you, you can't not talk about it. It depends on the spot you're at. You know, um, like Ian said, we had coach Kremens on last week. Um, and he said at James Madison, it hasn't been crazy. Like people, maybe uh, coaches or some players have asked, like, how has it affected you guys? Has it, is it drastic or does it come up every now and again? Like, where are you guys at with it? It's huge. Yeah. Okay. Huge so the opposite. Here. So so if you yeah. if you just Google like throw on a Google anyone listening throw on a Google Boise State NIL deal like it we are the number one team in the nation or school in the nation doing NIL stuff so we're setting Damn. guys up yes yeah, so we're setting guys up with in house people and and really embracing it because I think you have to now there's people embracing it with like straight collectives just giving yeah, people just money cash there there's there's people who won't even touch it which I think is a problem. And I think it's, we have it here at Boise where we have an in-house team hired directly to work with student athletes to take agents out of it. So they're not taking a cent from our student athletes. We're paying them a salary to go out and get deals to work on that. And so they're, they're fighting for our guys in, in all aspects. So um, I think today our football team, and we're about to announce it, this might be breaking news, we're about to, but we're, we're doing trading cards in in jackson's um gas stations across the whole valley so it's it's a giant deal and and we have car dealerships we have this we have that but it's all above board it's all through our boise state in-house compliance works with it our business teams works works with it we don't our tax people are working with the student athletes to make sure they know what's what's getting taken out they might take it out even on the front end and so no, we're embracing it and it's been huge in our recruitment. You know, we can't just go out and, and Hey, we're giving you, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, but we can say what, what program we have in place and what previous guys have gotten. So last year, 
oh, uh, Tyson Degenhart got A, B, C, D, E deals. You know, we were able to secure deals. So, you know, if you come here, you know, you could you could potentially line those things up. So, no, it's been that part's huge for us. So did you did I hear you correctly say some places and or schools are not embracing it? Did I hear that right? <laughs> that it, it could be the case. Yeah, I I I think some schools just don't know, you know, maybe are scared away by state rules or by administration not wanting to, you know, toe the line. It's it's gray. You know, it's it's a gray area. Yeah. And and if if you sit down with your administration and with compliance with this, hey, are we comfortable doing this as, you know, all department? Then, then why wouldn't you? Yeah, you, you need know, you need the structure in place, and it seems like that's sure. how you guys are approaching. For sure, yeah. no, no, I, yeah. I think a hundred percent, and I and I'm not trying to plug the company I work for. I was but... literally just going to do that. Are you using Teamworks? <laughs> I, well, yeah, no, they're Teamworks Elite, so they're Teamworks, they're influ, they're local exchange on influencer, and the big thing and about that is that uh, compared to competitors or other things out there that take a cut from the athlete on these all these transaction fees. What Boise's doing with influence with their local exchange is they're paying up front for a platform, putting those fees that nothing is coming out for those athletes. So everything that they're when they get a deal and it's running through there, those athletes are getting every single penny of that rather than getting getting that 30% cut because the school is putting their resources forward to do that for the athletes, which is massive. And that's truly embracing it. I think from a department standpoint, it's awesome to see because you're it's an athlete first mindset. No, for sure. And, uh, you know, teamworks and influencer, influencer are major keys to Boise State success. There you go. You heard Clip it here it. first. Clip it. There's your plug. Clip it. Clip it. You heard yeah. it here first. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, man. We, listen, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to get you out of here on this. I always um, – the last question is you have the green light for a hot take. And I always um, give the guest a little extra time because we're putting you on the spot. So this could be a basketball hot take. Could be a it could be anything in sports could be food you know my food hot take is that nachos are the most uh, overrated appetizer um, mm. it could be anything you know whatever you got but you have the floor hot take maybe for this coming this year your world um, but what is your uh, your hot take yeah let's go well I kind of brought it up earlier let's let's circle back to the hot take of the Mountain West being the you know premier atmosphere and, and league in the west coast um i think if if you think of national media if you think of the east coast thinking you're going to think oh no it's the pac-12 it's you know the wcc i would argue it's it's probably a hot take mountain west is the premier league top to bottom in terms of atmosphere in terms of draft picks in terms of all this this basketball stuff that that we are leading the way in men's basketball and and embracing that and i think you know, years to come, that's going to be, you know, you think of a basketball league, you think of the Mountain West and and getting three to four teams, and we have to this year, you know, NCAA tournament to to make that, you know, come true. But uh, um, there you go. That's what I, I got it. for you. I love it, man. Where uh, where can everybody find you? Twitter, um, website, whatever you want to share. Yeah, uh, Twitter, Coach Motes. Um, simple. I think, you know, Instagram, same thing, Coach Motes. Make it simple. Um, yeah, go check out everything we got going. Um, our social media team here has been on fire and, and our team's going to be really, really good. And 
they got a uh, they got a stud at the director of recruiting. So uh, make sure uh, you go check it. You know, check us out. Come to a game. Would love to have you guys come on come on west and show you guys around. And that would be, be sick, awesome. man. Can we? I mean, can we get a press pass? Can we come in that office? Right of, co- of course, yeah. Come on in. I <laughs> I borrowed Leon's office for this. You don't. Know, I was my, gonna uh, say that office is big, big time. time. I got a plant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you got to, I was literally just going to comment. That's a nice plant, man. That's a nice plant. Yeah. Yeah, It's big time. All right, man. Well, listen, good luck this year. Um, I thought I saw on the schedule, Texas A&M, and then you guys go out. Do you guys go to Charlotte or somewhere in Carolina? Conway, South Carolina. Yeah, we go to Myrtle Beach. We Charlotte there, Colorado, Texas A&M, Texas A&M. We got Washington State here in Boise. We got at St. Louis. We're going to Santa Clara. Our, our schedule's uh it's brutal but it'll, it'll be good it'll shape us for the uh, at large that's for yeah, sure no doubt awesome man well thank you again for coming on good luck this year we'll talk with you soon thanks fellas lately i've been feeling like this is what i've been working towards if you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you're working for certain doors are closed but now they opening up celebrating with some shots maybe poke on a couple pulls plus russell's up next and i got this crazy like britney and the love so toxic got a wall up i'm trying to infiltrate a conscious taking 12 shots like where the cops is come on